What happens when a blind man, a woman of color, and a child of immigrants get together to discuss how diversity, inclusion, and equity affect your business? Hi everybody, welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm UB, and I am the Latino white guy of the group. I'm Nina, I am the woman of color in the group. And I'm Mike, I'm uh, the blind guy. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Choose Inclusion. Uh, my name is Mike Hess, and as always, I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Nina and Ubaldo. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, how are we doing today? Pretty good. It's uh, yeah, this recording first... Friday, you know, it's kind of nice. Yeah, Record our first recording post-inauguration day, 2021, so... And we're going to be uh, talking about one of the things that excites me the most in this world, accessible technology. So I'm just like, let's dive into this conversation. But I guess, Mike, you should probably introduce our guest first. <laughs> yes, well, I, I think, it, well, that's actually a great segue, Dina, because your amazing uh, or TEDx talk that you gave on uh, accessible technology being good for um, everybody uh, is exactly why we're talking to our guest today, uh, Mr. Nick Lum, uh, who is the CEO and founder of the Beeline Reader. Uh, Nick, good morning. How are you? Welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Good morning. I am super excited about the conversation as well. Well, uh, let's. I want to dive right in, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, because uh, again, you, you didn't start your career as an assistive tech entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. That's right. I actually had my first life, my first career as a corporate lawyer. Um, and that's not the normal path into assistive technology, but um, I spent seven years doing that. And toward the end there, I launched uh, an idea I had for a side project and it became much more popular than I had expected and ended up quitting the law in order to follow that passion and to explore what it means to read and, and how to help people read more easily. Um, across the spectrum of reading ability. And that's what I do now. So, I mean, I wanna dive right into the, the technology that you've built because um, UB and I have been using it. We're both huge fans of it. And I think it'd be great for you to tell everyone like what you built, how you built it, why you built it, what its impact is. And we're gonna have a lot of other questions afterwards, but maybe you can start by giving us the, the, ground, the ground floor. <laughs> Yeah, so the basic idea of this Beeline Reader is that the way we read on screen has basically been a replication of the way we read on print. Um, when people were designing what text display would look like on screen, it was essentially mimicking what text looks like on a piece of paper. Um, and that works, um, but it turns out there are ways that you can make a screen better to read on than a piece of paper. And what got me thinking was, how could a screen be better than a piece of paper? What can we do to improve the reading experience and surpass what we experienced with paper? And so I was thinking about ways uh, that you could do that and things that a screen can do that paper can't do. And one of those things is color. You can costlessly change color and have many colors on screen where with paper, it's expensive to print in color, 
um, and you can't change the colors once it's been printed. It's just sort of static, has to be the same for everybody. And I was thinking about ways in which you could use color to improve the reading experience. And I came up with this idea that you could use color gradients that pull your eye between lines. So the color at the end of one line would match up with the color at the beginning of the next line. Um, and the colors above and below that line would have would be different. So that when you pull your eyes to the left side of the screen, there's one line that has the same color of text. You can think of it like a thread that you're following. Um, and your eyes are just immediately drawn to that. And so um, I had this idea and um, put together a prototype and I looked at it and I thought that seems to work. I'm sure I'm biased, uh, so, so I'll need to get some other opinions. But for me, this seems like it works. And um, all of my initial uh, beta testers were friends of mine from college or from law school. And they really enjoyed it. Um, and then I launched it onto the internet and it was at that point that I heard from a much broader um, variety of people, including many people with uh, learning differences or vision impairments who found it to be incredibly helpful uh, because it turns out that for them, um, return sweeps, which is the scientific term for when you move your eyes from the right side of the screen to the left, um, return sweeps were actually a problem. Um, they would miss sometimes, uh, get lost or distracted and that this technology that I'd thought up was incredibly helpful for them, not just a way to be able to read somewhat faster or somewhat more easily. Um, and it was making a huge difference in their lives. Mm, I, I, it's so fascinating to me. And I, I want for the audience, like I want to give them some like a starting point um, understanding. So can you talk a little bit about night mode? Because I think most people are um, certainly aware of night mode on their phones or even in certain applications on their computers. But so how does this kind of take us to the next level? And I also, you know, I love that this didn't necessarily come from the, this space of trying to solve a problem for, um, you know, people with visual impairments. Like it, it, to me, and again, back to kind of what Nina talks about in her TEDx talk and what you talk about, I think too, but, um, and we always talk about like accessibility for all. Um, so can you, can you kind of make that connection yeah, like you say, many people are familiar with night mode and the way that it can improve the experience of being on a computer or reading on a computer. And the idea of changing the sort of colors of text display or of a screen in general um, so that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have the sort of default white background with dark colored text or other elements, um, that's sort of like the gateway drug to what we do. Um, because if you've seen night mode, um, you're familiar with the idea that things can look very different and be better. Um, and what we do is also very different. It changes uh, the way the text looks in a pretty dramatic way. Um, but it takes most people just a few seconds to understand what's happening and to realize that they like it better. Um, and we also support night modes within our tools. You can have, um, you can change whatever colors you want um, within our tools. And for example, use a night mode so that uh, the background color is dark and the color of the text floats between various different light colors. Um, and I know a lot of people use this, a lot of students use this late at night when they're reading and they're preparing to go to bed uh, and they don't want to have a, a screen full of white light um, staring them in the face. Uh, and for the same reason that you do that with night mode, you do it with, with tools like ours as well um, to assist with visual tracking while also enjoying the benefits of a night mode. 
Yeah, so I want to I want to talk to the audience a little bit about like how they can get this app, you know, because I think being able to look at the app while they're listening to this conversation, if it's possible, will also kind of help them understand it. So this is actually a plugin. Uh, well, I mean, one of the ways you can access it, and I think the the easiest way to start getting a taste of it is is through it's a browser plugin called Beeline Reader, and um, once that plugin's installed. <clears throat> that's when you can, that's when it actually like, it reads every single website that you're on and it will literally change the color of the text on your screen. And then you actually have the ability to choose um, what that color gradient looks like. So there's a couple different themes. There's a bright theme, there's a blue theme, a dark theme, a gray theme. So if you have, if you're colorblind in a lot of different ways, this actually is really helpful because you can choose which kind of color gradients you want. Um, you also have the ability to change the size of the fonts on those different web pages. And then one of the things I also think is really cool is that there's actually a font um, that is uh, makes it things a lot read more readable for people with dyslexia. And they use a open, open dyslexic font that you can toggle on and off as well. And that literally changes the font of all the, everything that you're reading on the screen. And so um, I've been using it. I've been using the, the blue gradient because I find that to be the most comfortable for my eyes. And one of the things that I, you know, that you talked about because it's, you know, obviously great for people with, um, who are colorblind. It's obviously great for people, um, you know, who, who have dyslexia or, you know, kind of struggle with some maybe different cognitive abilities. Um, but for me, it's actually led to me being able to read faster. And that was really cool. I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about that too. Yeah, you're right that it's, uh, it's good if people can look at this while they're hearing it. Um, it's, it's hard to describe visually, uh, I'm sorry, hard to describe verbally, <laughs> much easier visually. And people can go to our website, which is beelinereader.com and, um, and see what the text looks like on the site and, and see how it works. And then also just click on like the Chrome icon and download the Chrome extension, um, which is totally free to try out by the way. So anyone can just take a look at that and see how it works. Um, and as you mentioned, you can change the colors and customize it in a lot of different ways. And you're absolutely right about people with colorblindness. Uh, it turns out my co-founder is actually colorblind. Um, and, uh, and so it is something that people use in that way. And it's always interesting to talk to folks about their specific experiences with it because people perceive the world in, in different ways. Um, and, uh, and it is something that has a range of benefits. Um, the initial idea was for a way to improve reading speed. Um, as someone who worked in corporate law, I spent a lot of time reading on screen and speed is important to be able to churn through your reading material faster um, means you're more efficient. It means you get more work done. It means you can go do something else faster, <laughs> um, you know, whether it be personal or just more work. Um, and so that was the original idea. And the tools are used by people who are very skilled readers. Uh, we're used across Ivy League institutions. Um, Stanford has uh, adopted our technology campus-wide. Um, to provide their students and also faculty um, with access to it. So it is used by some people who are very, very skilled readers. But at the same time, I, you know, what we learned when we first launched it onto the, the broader internet was that this was a, a really big help for some people with learning differences. And, and the way that they describe how it helps um, is illuminating 
for, for people who don't have those issues, um, some people will say it stops the words from bouncing around on the page. Um, and you know, if you have dyslexia, that might make sense to you. And if you don't have dyslexia, there's a good chance that doesn't make sense to you. Why would words bounce around on a page? Um, but this has a, a calming effect on that and can stabilize things visually for people um, who otherwise have a lot of difficulty with it. But it's been a really interesting experience to talk with people from a variety of different backgrounds and see how it helps them um, in, in different ways. Um, and as you mentioned, we do have tools like plugins for, for websites. We also have a PDF plugin um, as well as an iOS app that people can use uh, on iPads to read Kindle books and things like that. Um, and then we also actually integrate our technology with other companies. So our technology can be made available on pretty much any platform um, where text exists so that people can use our technology with that platform without having to install a plugin. So that's what we're focused on right now is getting it integrated natively um, so that people can use it in the most seamless way. I, Nick, I really dig it. Obviously uh, being, being uh, blind my whole life, but when I younger, in my younger days, when I was just legally, just legally blind, um, I, I leveraged a lot of high contrast modalities um, uh, that were out there because that really did help, uh, you know, what vision I had be able to make it more usable. So, um, and, and do you mind getting a just a little techie on this? Like how, how, it, how your technology, I know you have, uh, this is patented technology. So, but do you mind, you know, talking a little bit about like, you know, what this actually does, you know, um, from, from the HTML or CSS side, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, we have a JavaScript that powers all of our tools uh, that are, that are web-based and it goes through and applies the color gradient to the text. And then when the user resizes the window, the text moves around. Uh, if it reflows, then uh, instantaneously we reflow the coloring through that um, once the text has settled. And uh, even though JavaScript is not the fastest language out there, if the only thing you're doing is coloring text, it's actually really, really fast <laughs> still. Um, so we can color, you know, 3,000 words in the blink of an eye. So it's it's very fast. Um, and there are actually even faster ways that can be done um, when it is integrated natively, as I mentioned, um, which is what we're focused on now. And that way, each platform can take our JavaScript and use it as a guide for what it's supposed to look like and they can implement it in the fastest way for their platform um, so that it's the most performant there. But um, so far, all of our partners just use the JavaScript um, because it is pretty fast to begin with. Um, and, and so it's, it's quite easy to use. We've had people um, integrate the JavaScript in like 30 minutes. Um, so it's a pretty easy lift to get it onto a platform and it works with all types of browsers um, I think we tested even with like Internet Explorer, um, you know, pretty far back. Um, and the reason we do it as a JavaScript as opposed to doing it in CSS is because um, at the time that we made that decision, you would have lost some browsers um, doing it different ways. And we didn't want to leave anybody behind. We wanted this to be something that worked on any browser. Um, and it'll actually even run on browsers um, running on feature phones. So like a, a really old Nokia. Uh, can actually run this technology in a performant way too. So we can add time traveler to your uh, <laughs> to your your company's features. I love that. <laughs> we tested it with an emulator. Uh, we don't actually have Nokia phones. 
Well, so I, um, I, I, the the UN has been very interested in a lot of the work that you've been doing. Why is that? Like, what what's what's their draw? Well, the UN has their Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, and a couple of them are relevant to the work that we do. Um, one relates to education, uh, another to inclusivity and not leaving anyone behind. And so we were recognized a couple of years ago at the UN Solutions Summit, um, where they choose 10, um, 10 technologies uh, from around the world. And um, they recognize the alignment they have with the SDGs and how they're helping to improve the world. And we were uh, the, the only uh, technology selected from the US, which was an incredible honor. And we met some wonderful people from there, um, including Megan Smith, who was on the selection committee. She was the CTO under Obama um, and a former Google executive. Um, and she really loves the technology. She has uh, what she describes as a little dyslexia. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think it's really helpful for her and for many other people um, who are on their selection committee, which is crowdsourced um, among people around the world. And um, we were really glad to be able to meet so many folks through that experience and to um, hopefully collaborate with them. Um, you know, other, other people who are looking to move things forward in a social impact way. I got to know a little bit about your crystal ball too, though, Nick, like what, uh, so since you've had so much success with this, um, like what's, what's, what's the few, well, okay. So I got two questions. One is how did you get to beeline reader? Right. So, and then, and then what is your crystal ball? I mean, now that you, I mean, you're obviously touching markets and lives that you truly didn't think you had. I mean, has this, has this spurred your creative uses? Do you mind give us a little bit of crystal ball of what beeline reader is doing? Well, those are really kind words. I sort of think that um, this was the only good idea I'll ever have in my whole life. So uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm so much a crystal ball as just a clock that's right, you know, once a day, a broken clock, like they say, twice a day. Um, but, uh, you know, we will have some new things that we that we do in terms of the algorithm and the way things are structured. Um, but for now, the big focus is just getting people used to reading on screen uh, in in more efficient ways, in ways that look a little bit different, but can be more enjoyable and more efficient and much more accessible. Um, we're launching partnerships with um, other companies. Uh, we're really excited about the Insight browser, which is a new web browser coming to iOS um, and to other platforms that supports extensions. And this is so critical for people in the disability community who rely on browser extensions for their desktop browser, but have not been able to use extensions on mobile because it, they just, it's not supported in Safari and Chrome, which are obviously the two main mobile browsers. And Insight Browser um, is a, a startup that's coming out of Y Combinator, which is uh, sort of like the Harvard of startup accelerators. And they are building a web browser that has extensions. And, and we're going to be one of those extensions from their uh, inception, from the launch that's coming up. And uh, we're really excited to see what they do um, to change the way mobile browsing works and help personalize it and, uh, and make it more enjoyable for people. So that's one of the things that we have on tap. Um, I can't look too far uh, around the corner, uh, but I know we're getting a lot of traction in the education publishing space. Um, and even talking with some of the big technology companies um, about how we can work with them to 
improve the accessibility of their tools. So um, hopefully 2021 will have some uh, more news to share. Um, we're just getting started here and it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, I, I mentioned COVID and, and this transition to work from home has really helped. It, it, would, you, would you agree with that? Yeah, it's, you know, obviously COVID caught everyone by surprise and, um, and distance learning has been one of the biggest challenges uh, that's come up um, and, and obviously work from home as well. But for students who are not used to spending so much time on screen, it presents a challenge. And it's actually interesting. This is, in my mind, it has created some silver linings for uh, people with uh, assistive technology needs because previously they were not getting fully uh, met. And, and now there's actually so many people who are saying, oh, I'm suffering from screen fatigue. I, I really can't stand you know, spending so much time on screen. And those voices are joining <laughs> the existing voices of people who have had um, difficulties with spending so much time on screen, with reading on screen. And so tools like ours are being adopted into the schools and universities at a much higher pace because the schools are trying to accommodate everyone. Everyone is having a hard time with reading on screen. And so uh, they've realized that this is something that needs to be addressed. And that turns out to be extra helpful for people who have previously um, not enjoyed or not um, really thrived in an environment of reading on screen. So it is good uh, in that way. And hopefully there will be stickiness and, and you know, distance learning will teach us a lot of things about how to improve the, the learning experience um, in a permanent way, not just when you're cooped up in your bedroom or in your parents' basement trying to learn chemistry. Well, no, no learning chemistry for, for me, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, I think it's, I think it's super fascinating. And uh, I, I just love the impact of it, right? You know, like, you know, you never know what it's going to be. And I think that that's a lesson that I want, I would love the audience to, to hear and understand is that, you know, on the surface, it, it, it might look like just this, this Chrome extension, right? But in the end, I mean, it's the, the impact is so greater sometimes than you could have even imagined. And that's, that's the beauty of, of some of this type of accessible technology that's out there is, is, you know, it's, it may seem simple, but it's, it's changing people's lives and it's giving people the opportunity to belong, right. To be able to do what they want to do, particularly in a work setting where, you know, a lot of times organizations, they just can't understand how someone, um, you know, with a visual impairment or disability could, could work. When in reality, it's just, it's, it's sometimes a simple technology addition <laughs> that can make that very possible. And this is one of those things that like companies can actually do, right? Like they can act like, you know, big fan of act with your wallet. Um, Nick, p companies can buy this in bulk for all their employees. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we have site licenses for our Chrome extensions um, and, and our tools. And if people have internal facing tools, um, we can actually integrate in the same way that we do with external facing products. Um, our JavaScript can be dropped into an internal platform. Um, for example, someone recently said, I wish I could use this on my 360 degree reviews because that kills me um, having to read all that text. And so we can integrate with them in a technology way or just using our um, existing tools. 
So call to action to every company listening out there, really simple thing to do to help all of your employees build accessible tech into what you're doing, help all of your employees with screen fatigue in this time of remote work. Seems like a pretty easy ask to make happen. <laughs> and it's also cool because it can change how some people view assistive technology. Uh, you know, as was alluded to earlier, this wasn't something that came up as an assistive technology tool originally, and it can open people's eyes to the need for and usefulness of assistive technology and thinking about that early in the product cycle, as opposed to, oh yeah, we'll deal with that You know, at the end, we'll bolt that stuff on. It shows that there can be a benefit for all of your users if you think creatively about ways to improve the user experience. I love it, Nick. I really do. And I uh, obviously being blind my whole life, I I look at assistive technology in a slightly different way. But my my son was actually tested um, about uh, two grades ago for uh, reading comprehension, and and he was used uh, with with some of my friends that they leveraged uh, first just straight up reading, and when he just straight up read text, he was uh, one grade level below. Uh, where he, he was. And then when he used uh, the technology, which just um, highlighted the sentences with a, um, with a box, uh, he was at reading his, his grade level comprehension. And then when he leveraged audio during his, uh, so listening to it, he was actually uh, more than two grade levels ahead. And imagine that because he was raised by a blind dad. And just recognizing that these kind of technologies actually, uh, they, they kind of level the playing field because, every, you know, there are different amounts of visual learners, audio learners, kinesthetic learners out there. And you're not just because you're blind doesn't or you're not blind doesn't mean that you're an audio, not an audio learner. So I dig the fact that you're bringing this technology to bear for everybody. And I think everybody's going to benefit from it. So thank you for your contribution. Yeah, that's a really cool story. And it just shows how different people's brains are and how we process things differently. Well, awesome, Nick. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to chat about this and, and hopefully help spread the word on what you all are doing and what's coming up. Because, um, yeah, it's just it's 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 incredible. So thank you for the time today. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's been awesome to talk with you and anyone who's interested can reach out uh, via email. Um, I'm Nick at BeelineReader.com and always happy to talk with folks who are looking to make things more accessible and more efficient. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Mike. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, audience. As always, uh, ChooseInclusion.com can get you uh, to all the different streaming services where we can be listened to. So um, check it out. And we always uh, thank you for for tuning in. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can see closed captioning for this podcast on our YouTube channel. You can find us online on our website, chooseinclusion.com, and contact us on Twitter at chooseinclusion. <laughs>